Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. You can subscribe to the Room 104 podcast uh, on Spotify, Acast, all the usual places where you get your podcasts from. Now, let us know. Drop us in a WhatsApp if you think um, our obsession with celebrity culture uh, is insanely ridiculous. And if you're the type of person that either enjoys having a little snoop on celebrity lives, maybe you're, you're missing it now that nothing's really happening, or you think it's a sad reflection of humanity. Like, Saoirse, I wouldn't put you down as someone who fangirls over any celebs in particular. No, and I think it comes with age as well. I was actually going to say to you when I was younger like people like the Spice Girls to me were not even human so if I had come across them in the street I would have literally lost my mind <laughs> obsessed with them had every poster had yeah. every CD everything you can think of I would have lived and breathed them but I think you grow out of it and that's what I have found but there are people that continue on or even as a teenager I would never have obsessed over any kind of celebrities now you'd have you know pictures of Eminem on your wall or something but you know you'd continue living a normal teenage life and not being you know fixated on him so now no if a celebrity walked by me in the street I wouldn't care really yeah it depends obviously if it was someone like Tom Hanks I would probably ask for a picture but I wouldn't be screaming or shouting or you know if he happened to be across the road I wouldn't what if it was Eminem myself. what if Eminem was just strolling or what if it was Eminem who was in lockdown instead of Matt Damon would you be out like sniffing around his gaff see you'd think I probably would but in reality I wouldn't be bothered and I love him I still think he's amazing and so talented and I'd love to bump into him but would I go to Docky to try find him no yeah it's mad isn't it uh, listen, let us know maybe who you who you might have obsessed over, either as a teenager or when you were growing up. A lot of lads might have been football, might, might have been like Peter Schmeichel or Eric Cantona for United back in the day. I had all the bed sheets, I had all the wallpaper, and then they stopped. Lo- oh, they started losing games, so I was like, I oh, hear now, burn them, get, get rid of them now, don't worry about it. No, listen, drop us a WhatsApp and let us know to talk about the, the history of this celeb culture, where it comes out of, and when this whole celebrity obsession can get dangerous, we're delighted to welcome back our resident MD, Dr. Jennifer Wider. How are you? Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're not too bad. I have to tell you, it's, it's very interesting what's going on, at least in this pandemic, because I think our societies are suffering from a little bit of celebrity fatigue. You know, recently, I think it was Gal Gadot, who was you oh, know famous God. for a Wonder Woman, came yeah. out to sing Imagine with a whole bunch of other <laughs> celebrities. And I know that there was a lot of like pushback on this. People looking at celebrities in their multi-million dollar mansions as they're complaining how difficult it is during the pandemic <laughs> and lockdown when most people are in, you know, a one-bedroom apartment or in a 
in a studio, you know, at least in New York City with like 99 square feet of space, yeah. you know, just cursing the celebrity culture. So it's been really funny in terms of a pandemic. I think it's difficult to, you know, we have access to celebrities in a way that we never did before, just with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and a lot of social media. So I think there are some people that are really sort of sick of celebrities during this time period, you know, wondering why Kendall Jenner is tweeting about, you know, what she's wearing rather than donating money to the first line responders, which I think the the Jenner Kardashian clan has been pretty philanthropic during this. But mm. it's interesting the way our mind shifts during a, an emergency. But if you look at celebrity culture, you guys, it didn't really start with us. What, what's really funny is if it started hundreds of years ago. So if you look at ancient Greece, right, the athletes in ancient Greece were always really welcomed home as heroes. There were songs, there were poems written about them. They received free food and free gifts. Even in ancient Rome, actors and gladiators were always praised. And Julius Caesar made this very radical step into celebrity culture by putting his face on a coin. Rather than like the usual depiction of battles and divine lineage, mm -hmm. he, he put his face on, on a coin. And it's been passed down this way of our athletes our politicians, not so much now, but you know, in yesteryear, especially in the United States with John F. Kennedy, who was just revered incredibly by the American culture and just really celebrated as a hero, almost untouchable. These things have, in both of our countries, we revere athletes and actors and stage actors. And even, you know, I have to say that over the weekend, I binged normal people on Netflix. Huh. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. I've, yeah, I've started to watch it. Amazing. So now, you know, Paul Meskel, who's obviously an Irish actor who wasn't familiar to anyone in the States, is now, you know, I was like totally stalking his Instagram <laughs> <laughs> over the weekend. But it's funny because our access to celebrities has absolutely changed. And because of that, you know, the psychology has changed as well. So one of the interesting things to note is that, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why? Why are we so obsessed with celebrities? And what and what does that mean for us as a society? What types of people are are drawn to being obsessed by a celebrity. And I think Sarah yeah. sort of nailed it a little bit. Younger people who are adolescents and young adults and even younger tend to idolize people in the spotlight. And those people have changed through the generations, right? I have a nine-year-old daughter and her celebrity obsession is with a lot of TikTok stars, which is very different than mine would have been. Like you mentioned the Spice Girls, like I loved Pink as a kid. Like I had posters of her in my room. And I remember after Dirty Dancing, I loved Patrick Swayze. So I had his poster in my room and all sorts of like people that, you know, I loved Matt Damon also. I think if I saw Matt Damon on the street, my heart would just start racing. I don't know if I would turn around and follow him, but I think there's still a rush. You, you know, well, he's here in Ireland, people. by the way, so uh, you'll have to come over here to Dublin. I saw that. Totally. I once passed uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck on the road in New York City, and I was just like, I was actually in a car, and they were walking on the street, and I was in a car with my dad going up the Upper East Side, and I veered over into the next lane, being like, oh my God, look who that is. And my father's like, keep your eyes on the road. Of course, I look like every other taxi driver, so I was safe. Yeah. You have to be a lunatic to drive in in New York City. But, you know, the, the types of celebrities that different generations have worshipped are a little bit different. In my daughter's generation, my little daughter, reaching stardom seems to be easier than ever, right? So yeah. we have access to these people. There are people made famous by YouTube. Um, there are people made famous by TikTok. There's actually a, a young woman that lives in a town close to us that is has like 54 million TikTok followers. She's just worshipped on TikTok. And if my daughter saw her locally, she'd flip out. I mean, she literally would hyperventilate, I'm sure. So there's a bit of an explosion of celebrity possibility 
celebrity, I like to see. It's like to say, you know, yeah. the possibility of becoming a celebrity. And I think that there's a lot of celebrity obsession that becomes intentionally cultivated by the stars themselves, by the industries, because it's a multi-billion dollar industry, right? You have you have like People magazine, you have magazines that are gossip magazines, you have people, you know, you have celebrities endorsing different products, people will buy those products. And it's an unbelievable industry that leaves a lot of people vulnerable, especially people that are, you know, there's reasons that some of us are a little bit more vulnerable to this than others. But I want to hear what you guys think about that. Do you think the young people in Ireland, too, TikTok is a big thing? Well, I think out of quarantine, TikTok has exploded. I think that the lockdown yeah. and the pandemic was the greatest thing TikTok could have ever hoped for um, because everyone has just it jumped on board with that now, I think, in a way. But I know what you're saying. A, a lot of people, have, especially with the money, there's been one or two people I've seen who were cashing in on making like their, their YouTubers and their gamers and they have huge followings. And what they started doing was creating face masks, branded face masks that, you know, for like 20, 30 quid and, and flogging them and selling them. So, you know, there's, there's a whole can of worms to, to open up there, you know? Yes. Totally. And, and what's funny is like, even if even, you know, we're even so obsessed with certain things that they have their own Twitter account. For example, like back in the Oscars, when Angelina Jolie wore this dress that had a really large part so you could see all the way up her leg, her leg now had had, had a Twitter account after that Oscar <laughs> red carpet. And then Paul Meskel, actually, after normal people, his chain has a its own Twitter account. Someone started a Twitter account for the necklace he was wearing. The actress Daisy, who was in that, someone started a Twitter account for her bangs. I mean, it, it becomes almost comical, but it's a, yeah. huge, it's a huge following. You know, there's a following. And the thing is, even if you're not interested, if Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are friends again, it's in all of the media that it almost becomes part of the climate within, yeah. you know, your friend group or the country for people to talk about that thing. What Jennifer Lopez was wearing rather than what film she was in. It's just part. It, it's a little bit absurd, but it's just part of the climate, I think. And I think if you look at the psychology of people that are vulnerable to this, at least pushing it over people that have low self-esteem, people that have fear of rejection or have difficulty developing close relationships in the real world. Research mm. suggests, this is very interesting, you guys, research actually suggests for people like this that parasocial relationships, that's what these are called in the field of psychology, para, P-A-R-A, social relationships. So they're like almost, you know, they're almost fantasy relationships. But research suggests for people that have low self-esteem, those that have fear of rejection, that enjoying this one-sided bond with like a beloved star may actually be healthy for them. They looked really? at a study, this is a study out of England, by the way, of 348 undergraduate students who completed this self-esteem questionnaire, and they wrote an open-ended essay about their favorite celebrity. And then they looked at their self-esteem before the uh, the essay and after mm. the essay, and they had to enter, you know, answer a questionnaire. And after the essay, they scored much higher. Their self-esteem scores were much higher on this quiz when they wrote about their celebrity crush or their celebrity friendship than before they started. So there is something positive about this, but of course it can sort of weigh into the negative. And that's where we see, you know, things like the bling ring. Did you ever see that, you guys? What's the no. what's that? Oh, yeah, you'll love this. This is, this is your next, right after you watch, you know, uh, World War Z and Contagion, this is, this is your <laughs> next movie. It's called The Bling Ring, and it's about a bunch of, it's a true story. It's directed by, um, by Sofia Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. And it's about young kids in L.A. that started a bling ring. They broke into different celebrity houses about a decade ago, and they would steal from the celebrities, but it became an obsession with the celebrity. And it was from Paris Hilton to Lindsay Lohan to the girl, uh, 
forget her name. There's a whole bunch of celebrities involved. And uh, these kids were obsessed with the celebrities and they ended up breaking into their homes one after the other. It's insane. That's did you ever hear about that? No, I never. I did hear about The this, movie's yeah. called The Bling Ring. It's fun. When you sort of, you know, there are different studies in clinical, uh, in clinical psychology that looks at psychological features of celebrity worshippers. And there's actually a celebrity attitude scale. And it's very interesting because there are a subgroup of people that have personality characteristics that border on psychopathology. And all that means is that their psychology becomes something that is unhealthy. And there are different types of personality disorders and tendencies towards addiction that come along with people that end up in a stalking type of behavior, which is really quite interesting, right? So our obsession with celebrities for a subsection of our population can become almost criminal to a sense. And that's where you see people breaking into other people's homes, people stalking other people. You know, we enjoy as a culture access to celebrities in, in a way that, you know, my parents never could even imagine. You know, like, yeah. you, you know, you can see what people have eaten, where they've yeah. been. You can almost trace where people have been. That was the thing about the bling ring, because on Instagram, they knew that these celebrities were out of town, you know, based, oh God, based yeah. on what they were posting. So they knew their house was going to be uh, abandoned, essentially. <laughs> yeah, the, the flip side of it, it is, I always find it interesting because on the one side of, you know, the, the world of TikTok and YouTube and everything else, it's easier than ever for someone to get a platform and easier than ever for someone to kind of make it in their own little niche or their own little world and become, you know, TikTok famous for gaming or makeup or whatever it is. But uh, as you mentioned, totally. now, like, uh, now there's people who not necessarily are not celebrities, but like YouTubers getting stalked and people who have blogs getting stalked and, and makeup artists getting, yes. you know, constant abuse. And I always thought that the, the negative side, the flip side of that is, you know, if you don't like someone, you know, back in the day, you went down to the pub and you had a bitch about them and that was the end. That was the end of it. That was it. But now you can, as you said, either break into their gaff because you know they're away or you can, you know, you can give them targeted abuse and Malina. harassment and, and troll 100%. them. And it- I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. While they're at home, I said it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird mix. that it, We're kind of like the Borg now. It's everyone's mind is connected and you can hear what people have to think about you and say about you, even if you're a thousand miles away. But as well as that, like, no, and, and I totally, kind of, yes. Sorry, celebrities, as you know, I'd say, oh, I'm, I don't, you know, fascinate over anybody. And, you know, Cormac might say the same. But then in a relationship, you often hear people say, who's your celebrity crush? And if you could cheat with one celebrity, who would it be? And, you know, you have a, like a pass card. So, you know, that might be Ashton Kutcher or whoever it might be and we put right, these right. people on a pedestal and it's it's really strange if you kind of think about it that they are human they're like anybody down the street but we look at them as perfect no I, I totally agree with you I think both of you are making such good points I think on one hand like we pedestalize a lot of these celebrities you know we we and that and that's the other thing like what are what does this say to our kids right if my child wants to grow up and be a TikTok star or make it on YouTube instead of revering like you know, my husband who's treating like patients, you know, and, not, and not that she's, she doesn't, but if you ask her what she wants to be when she grows up, my nine-year-old, she's not going to tell you like a first-line responder to people who have COVID-19, <laughs> you know? She'd rather oh, be a famous yeah. basketball player, even though she's really short, or a TikTok star. TikTok, you know, and yeah, we're going to... As our society's, yeah. A massive shortage they, they of doctors so in the future. <laughs> because it'll be like, That's which one right. to be? That's right. A TikToker. Anyone want to be right. a surgeon? Because a lot of people are dying. <laughs> It's true. You know, the people that make up the fabric of our communities, the people that are heroes, you know, from the doctors to the teachers to, you know, the nurses in in between and those that are, you know, putting their lives on the line and, you know, that are so selfless in what they're doing. That's not who we pedestalize in our country. We look to these athletes who are making an insane amount of money or our celebrities, you know, who are famous for no reason. If you just look at the Kardashian, you know, enterprise, it's mind blowing because it was based on a on a sex tape, literally. and, and, then and, the family and before became, that, it was it was it was based off getting OJ off murder. A hundred percent, right? And then a <laughs> the game and celebrity, success. right? So yeah, no. It's, and then it's, we have the not... Oscars, and we we're celebrating people that are working in films, so they're heightened again. We're not doing the Oscars version for doctors oh, you want the Oscars and nurses. And nurses? And... Imagine that the best supporting role in a actual theater goes to <laughs> Serge Long. Well done. Round of applause. <laughs> It's true. So I think as a society, our entire attitude towards celebrities is very warped. And I think with the advent of social media in our culture, it's only become more extreme because we feel like we know them in a way that I know my mom never felt because she never had, you know, and she, of course, does not have Instagram. She's a grandma, but she and some grandmas do have Instagram. My mom just isn't technologically savvy. And I have to tell you, like one of the biggest jokes during this pandemic is trying to teach my parents how to get on (laughs) Zoom or how to do like Google Hangouts. It's at least two and a half hours, and I want to, like, throw my head through a glass plane window. Our parents looked at these people like they were just who they were and never knew what they ate or when they went to the bathroom or who they were hanging out with or what they, you know, what they were doing for the day. Whereas now you have this you have this look into their personal lives and you really feel like you know them in a way. It's very, very bizarre. It's funny, too, because just as an aside, my brother dated this famous woman in New York City years ago. My older brother is a plastic surgeon. So his girlfriend was this very famous woman who was very good friends with a lot of A-list actors. So I had gone to a party for a Valentine's 
Valentine's Day in the West Village in New York City with a whole bunch of these insane celebrities from like Jimmy Fallon to Claire Danes to Charlize Theron and a bunch no of rock way. stars. And I, I went there to this party and this was this was early. This was before Charlize like exploded. This was sort of around Cider House rules. But it was just an insane group of people like the Saturday Night Live cast. Jimmy Fallon was in the Saturday Night Live cast at the time and all of these major people. And I remember going there to this party and just being out of my head, like the little annoying sister who was hyperventilating over the level of celebrity <laughs> and I'm mortifying my brother. But as he continued to date this woman, like it really, the, the when you have access to celebrities like firsthand, that feeling like Sarah was saying, like that these people are pedestalized almost becomes disillusioning in a sense. So I can only compare it to like when I would go to the U.S. Open, which is this big tennis tournament in New York. I used to sit in the nosebleed seats and then we got seats yeah. that were lower to the court. And as a kid, I used to look through my my binoculars to see what celebrities were there in the audience. And then when you're down at the court and like you're sitting next to people or you're much closer, it's almost like seeing behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It's yeah. all such a mirage, you know? I was reading no, something. No, no, yeah. like tweaking something in my in my mind. I can't remember. I was reading a book recently, and and someone said that you know the secret to this is to, you know to, to remove, let's say, this fear or this anxiety that you have around them. It's just to remind yourself that all these people go to the bathroom like you too. So <laughs> yeah, just just exactly. uh, imagine exactly. Uh, Barack Obama who needs to you know do number two. Or, or uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, has, has got to do that and, and it helps maybe bring them back down to reality and realise that those people have to do that too. Um, and as much as we do like to pedestalise them, that they are, still, they are still human. People, just regular people. And the funny thing is with the quarantine, you know, when you see people like broadcast on James Corden or like Jimmy Fallon and they're all coming from home, it like blows my mind that you're seeing like inside their living room. Like it's like my living room. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like actually in a living room. I think the guy at Green Day just played like some Tiffany song with his with his sons on one of the talk shows at night and they were in like a playroom and his sons were like all disheveled they look like my son you know and uh and this is this major rock star just jamming out in his you know basement so you see them in everyday life and you can picture them actually having a bowel movement <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I think for for us you know when we were younger there was no such thing as getting any access to them other than what you would see on TV or in a magazine exactly you know so th- it wouldn't be up to date whereas now there are just accessible you can see absolutely everything so probably for younger people it's more so that could be me whereas and, we kind exactly. of saw them as superhuman and that's, and that's the issue that everybody thinks you know because if, even with reality TV where people are being famous for competing on different things like you know all these different shows that my kids could see themselves on you know their their career goals are being well known or being popular or being yeah. famous and I think that's where we're sort of failing as society as a society even how well, we elected a reality star as a president in my country <laughs> yeah that's on you that's on you Jennifer <laughs> we're good um, but the other th- what was I going to say the other thing I think maybe now the only silver lining out of let's say a global pandemic is to now put uh, nurses and doctors and the frontline staff and the people who deliver your takeaway and the people in the local Correct. supermarkets that they're Teachers, slightly ref- yeah, we're finding 100%. out slightly more important than uh, someone who gets their hoop out on Instagram for a few extra follows and a few extra likes and starts selling you this skinny tea BS so maybe we'll be able to start uh, you know idolizing maybe, maybe that will be, a bit better yeah one of these unintended consequences of being locked down is sort of this celebrity fatigue because yeah, I yeah. feel that way I almost like you know even watching one of the uh, award shows this year when I, I don't remember but it was COVID-19 was coming and I think maybe it was the Oscars at the end of February it was like very lackluster to me for whatever reason this year mm. I'm like these people are so full of themselves <laughs> they're like 
celebrating themselves and then giving themselves awards. It's just very, very strange. But anyway, it's definitely a universal thing. It cuts across the globe. All of our societies are obsessed, whether it's athletes or celebrities, the people that tend to have stalking behavior. It isn't very normal to stalk a celebrity where you're going to get arrested. That's pretty rare. But people that have tendencies towards that tend to have more tendencies towards addiction. They're more depressed or anxious. Um, They tend to, you know, be, again, like this addiction Mm -hmm. type of personality where there may be compulsive buyers. Those people that end up being stalkers where they're going to harm somebody or get arrested definitely have other what we call in the medical field comorbidities or other other conditions that get statistically associated with stalking. So if you do have a stalker, be extra afraid because they might have other issues that are underlying that we don't know. It's absolutely true. Well, listen, uh, Dr. (laughs) Jennifer Wider, it's always a pleasure. That was fascinating, Edley. Interesting. If someone's listening right now wants uh, to connect, follow you online to make you a celebrity so they can stalk you, where should they go? At least I'm a plane right away at this point and no one wants to risk their lives getting on a plane. So I'm at at Dr. Wider across social media. Brilliant. Dr. Wider, thanks a million for popping on. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Talk to you very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.